All right, everybody. Somebody go ahead and start the music. to the Prof. JC Leadership Podcast, a podcast about life, leadership, and human flourishing. My guiding philosophy is simple. What you can be, you must be. Abraham Maslow. The purpose of this podcast is to help you live an all-in life, be an all-in leader, and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly. And I'm so grateful you joined me for a few moments on the podcast today. The professor is in. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday. It's uh, great to have you join me here on the podcast. I want to say thank you. Uh, I always want to be saying thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It means a great deal. Um, I believe in this. I believe in what we're doing. I believe in the creation of content. And uh, I'm so passionate about leadership, and it means a great deal that you stop by and listen to this podcast. So thank you so much. I would be so honored if you hit the uh, the uh, subscribe button, hit the follow button, uh, whatever button it is on Spotify, um, Apple, wherever you're listening to this, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever. Hit that subscribe button, like it, whatever it is, spread the word. Tell somebody about it. Um, We want this to add as much value to as many people as we possibly can. But I want to thank you for joining and uh, being a part of this podcast. It means more than you know. And uh, I know you have a lot of options out there. So it means a great deal that you choose this one. Hey, so here's what we're going to talk about today. I picked up, there's a gentleman that I work with. His name is David A. Duddle. He runs a company by the name of Zoe Training and Consulting. And I, I work for them. I work with them and they contract me out to do consulting training engagements and uh, it's wonderful. Well, one of the books that he recommended for me to read, it's it's kind of the foundation, as he would say, the foundation for the success of um, uh, not, not the foundation for the success, the foundation of the training that they do. Okay, the training that we do, I would say. And so the book he recommended is by Dr. Paul Pearsall and uh, Dr. Paul Pearsall, he's the author of the New York Times bestsellers, actually two books, The Pleasure Prescription and Super Immunity. I've never heard of those books, but I'll be checking those out. But but this book is called Toxic Success, How to Stop Striving and Start Thriving. Now, I got to be honest with you, I get a little bit uh, suspicious with books like these, but this is by a doctor, and I'm actually reading his bio right now. He's a licensed clinical psychoneuroimmunologist. I hope I'm saying that right. Psychoneuroimmunologist, a specialist in the study of the healing uh, mind. He holds a PhD in both clinical and educational psychology. Uh, He's published more than 200 professional articles, written 15 best-selling books, and has appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show, the Montel Williams Show, CNN 2020, Dateline, and Good Morning America. Okay. 
Well, it sounds like he is, uh, he is, uh, um, he's, he, he's got a few credentials there, I guess you could say. Yep. Um, and I'm actually looking at, now I'm looking at the bibliography. He's, he, he, uh, he didn't play around with this. He's quoting a lot here. Yeah. So I just started the book. So I'm just kind of getting into it. Yeah. He quotes a lot from a lot of different articles and, um, and these are legit Princeton, New Jersey, Berkeley. Yeah. He's got a lot of different. Authors. So anyway, you know, this is a guy that we can listen to. I'm just into it. And matter of fact, I didn't even started the book, so I shouldn't be critiquing it at all. I'm in the foreword. But there was something that jumped out to me when I started reading this, and I want to share it with you today. So again, this book is about toxic, toxic success. Say that, you know, 10 times fast. How to stop striving and start thriving. I, I just want to read a few sentences from you, and let's get to the main point of what I want to talk about today. Now, I don't know if the whole book is going to be about this. I don't know if this... You know, the person, uh, his name is Matt, Matt, Bion, Matt Biondi. He's an Olympic gold medalist. I hope I'm saying his, 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 his last name correctly. He wrote the foreword for this book. And I haven't actually read the entire foreword. So again, um, and after the foreword is the preface. And I haven't gotten to that. So again, I'm reading. So this is from the foreword. So I don't know if this is what the book is going to be about. Um, but let me just share with you what I took away from the forward. So Matt uh, Biondi, hope I'm saying that correctly, starts off by writing his words. It's a pretty good intro sentence. He says this, I was never unhappier than the moment when I finally attained the level of success I devoted my life to achieve. That's powerful. Maybe you've felt that before. Maybe you've experienced that before. I will tell you that I have. This year, um, and I would say this, I'm, I've been kind of a late bloomer, and I always knew that I would be. I knew that life for me would really start at 40, and I started growing up around 29, the age of you know, 29, 30, and I, even in my 30s, made a lot of mistakes, uh, didn't, get, uh, didn't get everything right, got into therapy, transformed everything everything. So saying all that to say, as I'm getting into my forties and starting to achieve the success that I've craved my entire life and I've worked hard for the, the last, you know, uh, 17 years. It's amazing when you start getting some of the things you ask for, there are moments where you look at that and you say, I'm almost unhappier now. Because you get what you ask for and you realize, okay, I guess two things. Number one, that this isn't going to satisfy you. Like this isn't going to be the final thing that brings satisfaction. That's number one. But number two, you realize the journey isn't over. And, and I'm okay with that. I actually, heard Tony, uh, I actually heard Tony Roberts talk about this a while back. And he was making the point that, you know, I think he was talking about this idea of being content and ambition and how some people shame him. And I've had this before, too. People have tried to shame me for this as well. Hey, you need to slow down. You need to chill out. You've, you've done enough. You've gotten far enough. You don't need to do any more. Take it easy. Chill out. Relax. Be content. That's been the biggest word. And Tony Robbins, he fought against this and he said, no, look. 
anytime I reach the next level of the mountain, right, there's another whole level that I need to get to. And the only time that we reach the pinnacle of the mountain is when it's that day when we put our head on the pillow and it's the last time to put on the head on the pillow and now our life is over, right? And and it's all behind us. Until I reach that day, I'm still climbing. He probably said it better than I'm saying it now, but he he legitimized the idea of always pushing for the next thing. At least for me, he did. Because I know in the worlds that I've grown up in, people are always talking about be content. And what I hear when I hear somebody tell me be content, what I hear is, hey, uh, you don't want to lose me. So you want me to be really content right where I am because you're afraid that if I keep climbing, uh, we're going to lose each other. And more than likely we are. Unless we're both climbing the mountain together, right? If you stay at base camp and I keep climbing, then we're not going to be in touch. We're not going to have the same relationship that we have now. So there is an element of when you reach the goal that you're 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 looking for. I and I, I think what it is is you get there and again two things you realize okay, wow I'm still not even I I think that's been the biggest thing for me is you get there and you realize okay now there's another goal ahead of me. I made it here, but now, okay the mountain didn't end. There, there's still more to pursue. There's still more work to do. There's still more work to do within myself. You know, my guiding motto, my guiding philosophy in life is what you can be, you must be. So reaching that full and highest potential, that's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's not going to come easy. And it's and 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 the journey does not end. It doesn't end. So there's a lot of truth to that right there. He he goes on to write about how you know his story of success. He had become the um, only the second swimmer in history to win seven medals in one Olympiad. So he, I mean, that's a lot of success. He says this during the most intense moments of those medal ceremonies. Even as I felt the weight of my gold medals against my chest, I feared that the director of this drama would rush in at any moment and holler, "Cut! Get this kid out of here and send him home where he belongs." I remember flashbacks of falling, scraping my chin and running like a frightened child to be comforted by my mother. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been struggling with the cold here. He goes on the right. I recalled what I felt, what it felt like to show my vulnerability freely rather than to appear invincible and above it all. I I didn't want to be heroic. I wanted to show my ordinary needs like anyone else. I wanted to be free to share in a full and meaningful life with people I loved to relish the feeling of being a good brother, a loving son, and someday a husband and father, soothing my own children and sharing all the wonderfully ordinary chaos of life with someone who believed me, not because of, because of, but be, but despite my success. He goes on in a couple paragraphs later and he says this, I had assumed that success would make me somehow immune to daily stress. In fact, my constant striving did not result in any sense of thriving. I had assumed success would give me the freedom to enjoy a life of privilege and prestige. Instead, success enslaved me, Matt writes, because once I seemed to have it, it ended up, it ended up having me. 
He goes on to write, I now understand that with awareness of toxic success comes the realization that all the money and prestige in the world cannot buy the real life that is the ultimate base of true success. I've underlined a few more lines here before we get to the main point. It says this, the thrill of victory is much more than a catchphrase, but that emotion is only temporary and is inevitably followed by a letdown, by sadness, and sometimes by the clinical cyclothemia that Dr. Pearsall describes, in which he shows has become so widespread in our culture. I myself experienced how the exhilaration that comes with high-level success is soon followed by a sense of, is that all there is? And now what? Dr. Pearsall observes that too often highly successful people learning and striving to get somewhere they have forgotten to pay attention to where, to get somewhere they have forgotten to pay attention to where they are. He rightly warns us that sweet success depends on reclaiming our attention and investing it now and intensely where our heart needs to be, needs it to be, on the process of living and loving in this moment rather than striving for the illusion of better moments in the future. So here's the sentence that I underline. Okay. Well, let's let's actually get there. Okay, so let me work up to it. He goes on to write this emphatically. This is emphatically not a book about not trying hard, cutting back, or giving up. Dr. Pearsall emphasizes that there is nothing toxic about having high goals, trying our best, and working very hard. But he shows us the danger of assuming that the success we seek will somehow render us psychologically immune to the natural chaos of life. And that in fact, it is our, now watch this. This is the key that I want to get us to. It is our full absorption in and attention to that chaos that is ultimate success. The toxic view of success teaches us that when we finally arrive, quote unquote, arrive, we will be on easy street. Dr. Pearsall warns that none of us will ever feel that we have finally arrived because life is a process, not a result. Life is a journey and not a destination, right? So that saying life is a journey, not a destination may be a cliche, but I have found it to be nonetheless true. As Dr. Pearsall points out, if success happens to you because of your full joyful engagement in and attention to activities that cause you to feel content, calm, and connected. Even as you work hard, you will experience and share sweet success. It's what I'm doing right now. As I'm recording this, I feel content. I feel calm. I feel connected. I feel connected to myself. I feel connected to the earth. I feel connected to you. This is how I'm supposed to give back to the world. So he says this, again, reading that sentence that I double underlined here, it is our full absorption in and attention to that chaos that is the ultimate success. So here's what he's trying to say, and here's the point of the podcast today. Success, it's, it's not necessarily found in the climb, although it can be. It's not necessarily found in the goal or the reaching of that thing that we're looking for. So again, I'm always thinking about climbing the mountain. That's just how I think. I was thinking that in those terms, climb the mountain, climb the mountain, climb the mountain. I'm always thinking about that. That's how I see life is it's, it's the mountain. And once I reach the mountaintop, that's it, right? That's when I lay my head down at the age of a hundred years and I, I go to my final rest. 
What he's saying, though, it's not reaching the top of the mountain or the individual goals on the way. What he's saying is it's full absorption and attention to the chaos. So what so what is he trying to say there? Being present in the journey. Being present in the journey, being present along the way. On the good days, the hard days. Soaking it all in. I think back to the year 2021. 2021 for me was probably one of the hardest years I've ever lived in my entire life. I have not lived an easy life by any stretch of the imagination. But I lived a good life. And some of the negative I've lived are because of consequences of choices I made. And I think back to my 20s and some of the choices I made. Oh, my goodness. And I suffered the consequences of those choices. But then as I got into my 30s, especially when I started therapy, counseling, um, the hard became different. It was now difficult. Life became difficult because I was consistently trying to push past personal barriers, personal um, blocks, if you will. Consistently, and I'm still doing this, making mindset shifts. I'm still working on this right now mindset shifts to get to the next level, to think differently. And that's hard to do to change our mindset. That's really hard to do. So 2021 was a really hard year because I stepped out of a career with a full-time salary. And I said, I'm going to go because I knew in my soul that I was meant to teach. I was meant to be a consultant. I was meant to train, um, that this is what I was meant to do. And I was meant to teach in higher ed, and I had no clue what that was going to look like when that door opened. Fast forward to 2022, and this has been the greatest year of my life, and there have been so many things that have been happening. But last year was one of the hardest years of my life because I faced more rejection than you can possibly imagine. More more rejection. I mean, talking, I'm talking jobs and relationships and people and, and, and just everything. Rejection. Rege- I've never experienced that amount of rejection. It was so painful. And I remember I got to the end of the year and I remember, I think it was December 31st, I was on a walk and I was, I was absolutely depressed. I've never had a year where I've exited the year feeling really bad and saying, you know what? This is it. And I had made a plan for my future and my plan for my future. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but this is where I was going. I was going to go work for a large company and I was going to start stocking shelves and moving carts. And and I'm talking about a guy almost done with a doctorate. He's got a master's degree. But that's where that's where the, the amount of rejection I faced last year. That's where it brought me. I said nothing is going to work out the way I thought it was. I gave a whole year to this and it's not working. So I need to get practical here. I need to go find a real job. And I almost went and did. And then all the doors begin to open up this year. Now, I say all that to say this. Here's here's what I think life honored. Here's what I think God honored. Here's what I think the universe honored last year in my own journey is the fact that I felt every second of that pain last year. I journaled more last year that I've ever journaled in my entire life. I think I journaled 644 pages and I'm talking here 0.5 margins all the way around. And I'm talking single spaced, uh, 10 inch font. Okay. So this is serious journaling. You know, this isn't like, Oh, Hey, the end of the year and I journal 50 pages get 12 point font with, you know, one inch margins or whatever. No, this is serious writing. 
and I can go back and I can look through it and I can see the pain. It's almost hard for me to read through 2021 because I can feel the pain that I felt. I've never felt as much pain as I did in 2021. And I've come to believe from my own, I've taught this and I've, I believed it, but I experienced it that before you get what you want in life, you're always going to get the opposite of what you want. And last year I had the opposite of everything personally and professionally. And I turned the corner into 2022 and it's been the greatest year of my entire life. The point I'm trying to make is this. I'm trying this year to experience the good and really trying to be with it and be present with it. Last year, I will tell you this, I spent a lot of time feeling the negative and feeling the bad and feeling those just so many negative feelings last year. But really going deep on that and saying, okay, what can I learn from this situation? What can I learn from this rejection and this rejection? And, and not blaming the other person, the other job, the 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 you know, the potential boss, whatever it might be, looking at myself and saying, what can I do better? What is it that I need to learn in this situation? And so I think that's what this book is talking about. As we're climbing to be present in everything, I think that's why meditation is so important for us because it, it grounds us. It makes us present in that moment, whether it's good or not so good. I think it's important for all of us. So that's what I got for us today. I, I don't know if this helps anybody or hinders anybody, but this is just a quick reminder for you to be present. The success is found in, in, in wrestling with it. Let me find that sentence one more time. Let me read that, more, you know, that sentence for us. It is the full absorption in and attention to the chaos that surrounds us that is the ultimate success. To be absorbed in it, to pay attention to it, to understand it, to be aware, to live in it, to embrace it. This is ultimate success. I love that. That's a new way of looking at it. Um, stay present. Stay in it. Stay where you're at. Uh, this is where ultimate success is found. Uh, I'll be reading more from this book, I'm sure. Uh, again, I'm still in the foreword, so I'm, I'm really excited to dive in. The gentleman who recommended it to me, who I told you about at the beginning of the podcast, is a man I deeply respect. And so I'm looking forward to diving in, into this book. I'm sure we'll share more about it here on the podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. I'll see you Friday for the next episode, our final episode of the week. Uh, have a great rest of your week. I'll see you soon. Take care. listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this three times every week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Subscribe to my podcast, the Prop JC Leadership Podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart.com, anywhere you get your podcast, and be the first to get your episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.
Oh, 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 oh,